the urgency that I had tonight to preach this word once I got in here was, I, I, can't even, I can't even explain the urgency in my heart to preach this. We preached this last Wednesday night, and the title of this was Praise. The title of my message tonight is Praise, but the subtitle to this is Praising God for the Plan. For the plan. All through the Bible, all through Scripture, God had a plan. God has never been without a plan. I'm telling you, God always has a plan. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump around here. You, you all may not have all those, the, these Scriptures because of just what is rolling in my spirit tonight. But I've got to share this. Um, uh, here's a plan that God has for you. Here's a plan in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. This is a plan for each and every one of us. He says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. The Amplified there says, I know the thoughts and plans. Thoughts and plans. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Man, everybody say a plan. I'm telling you tonight... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control myself as I preach this. I'm going to control myself. I'm telling you tonight that God has a plan for you. And when you find out what the plan is for your life, all of hell will try to stop His plan from coming through your life. You realize that heaven is not concerned about defeats or victories or any of that because heaven is just victorious. There are no defeats in heaven. Nobody's ever been defeated in heaven. Heaven is not concerned about defeats or victories because all heaven sees is victory. All heaven sees is up on top. Heaven never sees being underneath. And if you ever get a plan, if you ever understand and get the plan that God has for your life, what we just read, especially in the Amplified in 29.11 of Jeremiah, you ever get that inside of you, then you will live where God lives at all times. On top and not underneath. Blessed coming in and going out. But listen... When you get that revelation, all hell will break loose against your life to convince you that that's not real for you. Well, that, that's, come on, man, all that stuff is too good. God's not really that good and get, doesn't really love you that much. And He won't really do all this stuff for you. And He really won't heal your body. And He really won't deliver your life. And He really won't set you on top. And you weren't meant to live there because, man, look at all the nasty, ugly things that you've ever done in your life. 
Hell doesn't want you to win. And I'm telling you, hell is concerned about victories and defeats. They want you defeated. But heaven isn't, because all heaven thinks about is victory. On top, heaven's already won everything. I've said this to you a number of times over the last several months in messages that I've preached to you. Romans 8 says that we are, we are joint heirs with Christ. Didn't say Jesus, he said Christ. Christ means anointed one. We are joint heirs with the anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing is, it, it is the, the nature and the personality and the persona of God in the earth to accomplish things. And God created you and I not, we're not in equality with the deity of God. We're in equality with the anointing that He left to live inside of us by the Holy Ghost to accomplish things on the earth. Now get this. You've heard me say this, but I want you, tonight there's an anointing on what I'm saying that if you'll get a hold of this, it'll do something in your thinking. I'm going to say this. and Listen to me. Yeah, come on, Ray. God's end of the deal is this. He's already done everything He's going to do. My end of this equal partnership with the anointing is that I've got to learn how to do my part according to His plan for my life. And then when I learn from His Word how to do my part, what it does is it releases His part that's already been done and it causes His super to come on what I'm doing and it causes what I do to be supernatural. So God's already done everything He's going to do and if you and I are sitting around waiting for God to do something, we're going to sit around till hell freezes over. God's already done it all. He's got the plan. My part in, in this life with God, He and I are one. My spirit and His spirit have been made one. He said it. And for my spirit to be empowered by His spirit, I have to learn what His will is and do it, and that activates everything that He accomplished at Calvary to work on my behalf. See, we don't want to do our part. Many people don't want to do their part. And I'm not saying that you don't. I'm just saying we've been taught wrong. It's not that anybody's bad and not necessarily that anybody's lazy. Listen, if you're lazy and, and you realize if somebody told you how to get over a specific thing and they gave you the plan and you did it, all of a sudden you just quit being lazy. Especially when there was rewards involved. If you'll do that, man, I'll give you $100,000. Okay, I'm ready. Well, you've been lazy, man, all of a sudden, whatever. And see, the rewards that we get from God in this life are the peace that was, the chastisement of our peace was on, and we can walk in peace of mind. We can lay our heads down at night and know that God has forgiven us, no matter what other people think. I read a scripture the other day that said this. The fear of man will bring a snare 
and a trap in your life. But those that trust him live in a safe place. Wow. Man, I've been reminding myself of that every day. Man, I live in a safe place. I live safe, free from the fears and the cares and, and the stuff that other people think, say, or do. You know how many people think you're an idiot? Notice I didn't, wasn't looking at anybody. I'm saying, you, you know how many people think that you're just a nut? Who cares? Huh? Be a sweet nut. Be one of those coated in honey. Hmm? You know, a honey nut versus a raw nut. <laughs> they say the raw nuts are better, but man, the sweet ones taste better. Anyway. So God is, God is saying to us that we have got to be aware of what his plan is. That's my point tonight. There is a plan for you, and you've got to tap into that. And the devil doesn't want you, the devil doesn't want you to fulfill the plan, and the key to your success is the weapon of praise. Now, follow me. We read this verse last Wednesday. I'm going to read it one more time. Psalm 34.1. This is a command. There's over 600 commands of God in the Bible. More than 600. I'm not sure how many. But I've counted 600. But I'm, I know there's more. Psalm 34.1. I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What is that? That's a decision. I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Praising what? See, there are circumstances in life that try to tell you that something that's happening to you is the will of God. But the truth is, the truth is this. No matter what people think, and, and even a lot of people in the church world today are kind of getting away from this book. You know, the, the tendency is, I say that they're not going to, but the tendency has been to get away from this book. See? But this book is the will of God. See? And, and if this is the will of God, then I can know what the will of God is, and I can praise Him and thank Him for the fulfillment of His will being done in my life on a day-to-day -day basis. Now look at Psalm 149 and verse 5. Psalm 149 and 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, I mean, it'd be a good thing. I'm telling you. devil don't want you to be praising anything. Watch this. Why? Here's the plan. Here's the plan. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand to do what? To cut your neighbor? No. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the people. To bind the kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute 
on them the written judgment, the honor, have all the saints. To execute against what? God doesn't hate people, hates the enemy. To execute judgment against the enemy. High praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. High praises bring a two-edged sword that will cause you to correctly execute judgment in a way that will defeat the enemy. See, because, because the enemy is the enemy. Not people that don't know God that act ugly. They're not the enemy. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. I'm going to say it again. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with what? Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. But what is the plan against principalities and powers? To let the high praises of God be in your mouth that causes a two-edged sword in your hand. And the Bible says that the word is a two-edged sword and it's able to cause you to divide and discern between the soul and the spirit, the thoughts and the intentions of your heart, and to know what's right and what's wrong. To know what's correct and what's not correct. See? Where does that come from? It comes from high praises of God. What are the high praises of God? When you and I begin to exalt and thank God for how great and awesome that He is. The high praises of God in our mouth daily, thanking God for what He says His will is instead of what it looks like that His will is. Just because something's not working doesn't mean that it's not God. Just because it looks like something is not manifesting in your life, what you're doing doesn't mean that it's not God. And we've got to realize that and we've got to realize how important it is every day to wake up out of our beds and begin to allow the high praises of God to be on our mouths. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For God's mercy and His grace are new to me every morning. Lord, I thank You that it's so today. Spirit of truth abides in me and He's teaching me all things and guiding me into all truth. Therefore, I have perfect knowledge today of every situation and every circumstance that I come up against. Why? Because I have the wisdom of God. Today, I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge Him and I step into that safe place and I am safe today and I am secure and fear will not grip my life. Why? Because God hasn't given me fear. You may not say it like that coming right out of bed, (laughs) but I'm saying those are the high praises of God. And what happens is you get up out of bed and you got a two-edged sword in your hand instead of, you know, just a rubber spatula. (laughs) Well, I hope it'll be good today. Well, you know, I'm trying. Well, I think I can. Well, I hope I can. No, no. He says we can. And where we got to begin to praise him is thanking him for the plan. He wants good and not evil for me every day of my life. And you just have to praise him even when it seems like evil's overtaking you. You when it seems like ugly things are happening in your life, you got to praise Him and give Him glory and allow that, that, uh, that anointing for warfare to arise on the inside of you. Now watch, Here, here's the plan, okay? I want to show you these two scriptures, and you remember these. If you take a note, you make sure to write these down and go look at them. But I'm going to read you, actually, ah, uh, where am I? 
I'm going to read you Exodus 13 and verse 17 in the Amplified. Just one verse right out of this whole chapter right here. But the children of Israel have left Egypt, okay, and they're headed into the wilderness. And verse 17 says this, Exodus 13, 17 in the Amplified. When Pharaoh let the people go, God led them not by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest the people change their purpose. One translation says their plan, the plan of God, lest the people change their purpose of heart for the plan of God when they see war and then they return to Egypt. In other words, other words, God led them on a different way. It was about an 11-day journey into the promised land, but they couldn't handle the promises yet because there's some things that had to be worked out and developed on the inside of them. God didn't leave them. He didn't forsake them. I mean, He fed them. He watered them. He took care of everything. He led them out of Egypt with wealth and riches. was going to lead them into the promised land. Listen, I mean, in six months to a year, they could have been in the promised land. Many of them were out there for 40 years, and they died in the wilderness. That wasn't the plan of God. Psalm says he led them out to lead them in. It was their choice. They didn't connect themselves to the plan of God. God knew that their hearts weren't right. He was protecting them. They went from campsite to campsite. They they set up. They broke down. They set up. They broke down. They went from one place to the other. He was teaching them things. He was teaching them how to trust them in the midst of what they faced. The plan and the purpose of God was not in their heart, and it never got there. And because of that, it was never fulfilled. I'm telling you today, it's the same way with us today. We've got to allow the plan and the purpose of God to be so real inside of us that nothing can talk us out of it. Now look, at, look at Ephesians 3 and 10 in the Amplified. 3 and 10. Everybody say purpose. Say plan. Okay, look at verse 10 of Ephesians 3. The purpose is, the purpose is, the purpose is, the purpose of the plan of God is that through the church, say, I'm the church. Say, we're the church. Okay, so you and I are the church, but we're the church. We make up the church, okay? And the purpose and the plan is that through the church, that the complicated, Many-sided wisdom of God in all of its infinite variety and its innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities and principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. See, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And the purpose and the plan for you and I is these things that come against us to try to convince us that God's plan isn't going to work. It's principalities and powers, and it's His plan that the church rises up. How do we rise up? In our own ability? No. We rise up in who we are in Him and connect with the anointing. And when I'm doing what He wants me to do, and I'm walking in his footsteps, then what he's already accomplished is releases on my part. Now his super gets on what I've done in the natural, and I become supernatural instead of trying to accomplish things in the natural. You'll never accomplish the will of God just doing it on your own. Ever. 
The plan and the purpose of God is for the church to rise up and be who we were created to be, but allow the plan and the purpose of God to be established inside of us and then execute vengeance and judgment against the enemy, not against our neighbor. Amen? Now, listen to these few verses that I'm going to finish this with tonight. Um, Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. And verse 11. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. And of those who will bring, those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captives of the land to return as the first, says the Lord. As we bring the sacrifice of praise, as we gather together, as we connect together, as we connect with God, but we connect together, all the parts connecting together, as we bring the sacrifice of praise, then it will cause those who have been in captivity and blinded by the enemy to be released. It's the sacrifice of praise. Now, Type this in here today. And now I don't see it. Ah, there it is. The word sacrifice, listen to this. This is really good. And I, I piece this together through about seven different uh, dictionary types. And, and so listen to this. Sacrifice is this. It's a surrender of something of value as a means of gaining something more desirable or of preventing evil. Bam. We bring the sacrifice of praise, and what does it do? It shuts the enemy down. Watch me. Watch this. Sacrifice is a surrender of something of value as a means of gaining something more desirable or of preventing evil. Okay? So, you walk in the back door tonight. You come in. They're going to want me to stand up in a minute. <laughs> tired. Anybody tired today? Come on. Don't anybody lie. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So we're all in the same boat. So surrendering something that is valuable, like this chair, 
It's valuable when you're tired. Hmm? It's soft. It's not a metal chair, you know. We used to have metal chairs out here. Now we've got soft chairs. So this is a valuable thing for something else that's more desirable. And what is it that we're after? Victory. Hmm? Come in, you're tired. You've had maybe a rough week. Maybe you've had a rough 10 years. And uh, some things aren't happening and this and, and you know, the tendency to complain is there, the, the, the frustration about what's not happening, things are going on in your mind and all this type of stuff. And he's saying, you know what? If you'll stand and you'll begin to practice praising me and thanking me, even when you're tired, and especially when you're tired, especially when you feel bad, especially when something's not working, especially in those times, if you'll get up and you'll offer a sacrifice of praise, and begin to thank him. And I'm not just talking about, praising is not just lifting your hand and singing a song, okay? But here, corporately, is a good place to practice that because in a moment, we're going to all stand up and the team's going to be back up here and they're going to play a song. And I don't care whether you like the song or not, you know? I mean, it doesn't matter whether, I mean, get into the words. We don't sing stuff with words that don't mean anything. We just don't do that. That's important. But, but just practice Beginning to praise God. What will happen? The scripture says, we read it last week, the scripture says that when you praise, it shuts the mouth of the enemy. Listen to me. It's the enemy that's coming to you, and he's whispering in your ear, and he's telling you all the things that God isn't and that God can't do, and it's not going to happen because, man, you've been after this for a while, and you haven't seen nothing happen, and you know what? God's, and he does it. Listen, when you begin to praise God and thank him, even when you don't feel like it, it'll shut his mouth down, and all of a sudden, other things begin to happen. You say, yeah, well, pastor, what will happen? I don't know. Try it. How can you say nothing will happen if you don't give it a shot? So what, is, what does praise look like? I mean, right now, in, 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 in my world, I carry my phone and headphones on all the time, and I'm, I got certain songs that I'm playing all the time. I'm, in, in my life right now, I'm just praising. I'm, I'm speaking this to you out of things in me because I've got expectations in the future and the things that I want to see manifested aren't going to come by me just doing the status quo. What I've done in the past isn't going to get me where I want to go and I'm telling you I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I'm content and thankful for God but he, the, the God inside of me has said we've got to do some other stuff. I want you to do more. I want you to accomplish more. I want to see more people saved and healed and set free and delivered and he's given me plans on the inside and see, it won't just come to pass because he said it. I've got to do my part so then what he, who he is and what he says is true will come to pass because my part is I have to believe him over what I see. You can argue that point till the cows come home and the cows ain't going to come home. You understand? You and I have to believe this over what we see, feel, taste, touch, hear. We got to believe this. Amen? And you will not believe this over what you see if you don't have the weapon of praise coming out your mouth executing judgment against the enemy and the words and the thoughts because praise shuts the mouth of the enemy. Jeremiah 17. Go backwards. 17 and 26. Sacrifice of praise. 
17 and 26. And they shall come from the cities of Judah, the city of praise, and from the places around Jerusalem, and from the land of Benjamin, and from the lowland, and from comfort, and from from Centerpoint, and from Hunt, and from Fredericksburg, and from Austin and San Antonio, and, and, and they'll come, and, and, and notice what he says, and bring burnt offerings and sacrifices and grain offerings and increase, bringing sacrifices of praise to what? The house of God. What is the house of God? What is the house of God? The church. And what is the church? His body. Ephesians 1 and 22. Okay? His, the church, which is his body. The house of God in this dispensation of time is the church, which is his body. And if we don't correctly, according to 1 Corinthians 11, if we don't correctly discern the body of Jesus Christ and what it really is and what it is actually for, then we'll be weak and sick and powerless and accomplish nothing. We will accomplish nothing if we don't discern it correctly. And he said here in, in, in 17, what verse was I reading? 26. He said, and bringing sacrifices of praise to the house of God, into the church, inside the body, inside of us individually. You bring your personal praise and we bring it together and corporately we can do more. said one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, and on and on and on when we have that place of agreement because what we can accomplish when we as the church, which is his body, is in agreement, what we can accomplish is everything he says we can. Wow. There's things, there's things inside of me right now that I see accomplished that will never happen without praise, ever. You can talk about it all day long. But without praise, the enemy will talk you out of it, and nobody in here, nobody sitting in here tonight is free from being attacked and come against by the enemy and, and the enemy trying to convince you that God is not who he says he is. Amen? Well, I'm telling you that's true. Psalm 27 and verse 6, a couple more verses. Team, why don't you guys, why don't you get in position and we're just going to spend the last few minutes just praising. What did, what did you, what song did you have last? Uh, let's sing that. Perfect. Amen. Psalm 27 and 6. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle and I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to God. And, and, and as you read the rest of that passage right there, what happens to the enemy? He flees. The enemy flees in the midst of praise. I, I, you know, I, I didn't finish something I said earlier. 
You're saying, well, you know, Pastor, how, how do you do that? I mean, I just, when God's telling me to do something, you know, I went through a whole season, a whole year. I didn't listen to any music. I listened to very little teaching, especially when I was in my car. Plugged nothing in when I got in my car. I was in my car and I prayed in the Spirit because God told me to. And now God's telling me, I want you to play praise music all the time. Every time you get in, every time. I mean, there's seasons for things that God asks out of you. And, and you say, well, you know, so just play a song. Play a song and get into it. Drive down the road and look like you're, you know, in the shower singing and nobody's around. And no matter who, who, who sees you, enter into it and just, you know, drive down the road. I mean, make sure your eyes are open so you know where you're going, you know. But just, just enter into it or, or, or wherever you're at or find time and, and, and just listen and allow certain things like that. Or just with nothing, just praise Him. With no music, just praise Him. But there's seasons and times where we've got to allow the high praises of God we got to know what the high praises are and allow those high praises to be coming out of our mouth and acknowledging the greatness of God. And I'm telling you, things begin to happen in your life. I've seen it over the last 35 years of my life over and over and over and over again. If I allow praise to slip, it's like defeat tries to come in. It's the way it works. And then the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea. Last chapter, chapter 14. And verse 2. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him. Say to him. Lord, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously. For we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all, all iniquity. Lord, I thank you that you've removed iniquity from my life. I thank you that you've delivered me and set me free. I thank you, Lord, you've set me on high. I thank you, Lord, that... You've blessed me coming in and going out. I thank you, Lord, that you've empowered me to accomplish your will in the earth. I'm not here trying to accomplish it on my own. I can do it with your strength and your power and with your ability. And tonight, Lord, I thank you for these people that are here in, in, in your presence here, Lord, tonight. I thank you that your power is on them and it's in them and it's coming on upon them. And, and, and they're accomplishing things in their own personalities, but in your power and in your strength because praise is in their mouth and a two-edged sword coming out of it and, and empowering them to, to let the principalities and powers know that they're defeated and they're not just defeated because of Jesus, they're defeated because of Jesus through me and through each one of us. They're defeated in the earth. They have no right to continue their onslaught and the wickedness and the evil. It has no place in Jesus' name because, Lord, how great you are. And we're here tonight, Lord, to just worship you and to thank you and to praise you that you are everything that you say you are. Glory to God. He is everything that he says he is.